welcome back to the Entertainment Inquisition. I'm your host, Allison Steinkamp, and I'm really happy that you're here. This episode is going to be super fun. Just like a lot of other Christian kids, I grew up watching two things, PBS Kids and VeggieTales. So obviously, I had to talk about VeggieTales. It's such a good show. Every episode is so thoughtful and funny, and it always teaches a really good lesson. I watched the show back when it was on actual TV channels, and my younger brother started watching when it was coming out on DVDs. My youngest brother's five years old, so I'm still watching the new VeggieTales as they're coming out. Some of the newer ones are actually my favorites. If you also watched VeggieTales as a kid, I hope you find some nostalgia in this episode. If you've never seen VeggieTales, I promise you that it's never too late. My college roommate watched some of them with me for the first time whenever I was preparing for this episode, and she's now a VeggieTale convert. Essentially, VeggieTales is a show about a bunch of cartoon vegetables, teaching kids life lessons and teaching about God, for the most part. I'm going to tell you about a few of my favorite VeggieTale episodes. The first one is an oldie but a goodie. Lord of the Beans came out in October of 2005. Yes, it is a VeggieTale spoof of Lord of the Rings, which I'm also a huge fan of. It follows the story of Lord of the Rings pretty closely, but it crams about nine and a half or eleven and a half hours, if you watch the extended cut, of movie into about 45 minutes. Toto Baggy Pants receives a magic bean from his uncle Bill Boy. Randolph tells Toto that he could just put the bean away and forget about it if he really wanted to, but Toto says that he needs to find out what his gift is for. So Randolph recruits Lego Lamb, Ear of Corn, and Grumpy to help Toto journey to the land of woe and avoid the Dark Lord Scary Man and his dangerous sporks. Toto encounters a flobbit turned monster named Spiegel and makes his way to the land of woe, where he throws the bean into a well and restores the livelihood of the village. The story was meant to teach kids that they can use their gifts for good, and God gives each of them a gift to use. And it appealed to a lot of parents who really liked Lord of the Rings and were sick and tired of watching shows that their kids liked. The next episode I want to talk about is a classic Bible story parody. Mo and the Big Exit, which came out in March of 2007, retells the story of Moses and the Exodus from Egypt as a Western. In Dodgeball City, the mayor has put the descendants of Little Joe, or Joseph, into slavery. Because it's a western, instead of building the pyramids, they are digging out the Grand Canyon. The mayor is worried that there are too many slaves, and so he sends some of the babies up the river to make sure that they can't rise up against him. Mo is picked from the river by the mayor's daughter while she's panning for gold and is raised by the mayor's family. However, after he realizes that the slaves are his family, he kills one of his brothers and leaves town. He gets caught in a well and meets his future wife Sally there. They get married and have their son, Gherkin. It's kind of funny because Larry the Cucumber plays Mo, so like a little cucumber is a, a gherkin. A burning tumbleweed appears to Mo and tells him to go back to Dodgeball City and free the people of Little Joe. So, Mo goes and takes his lucky stick, Sliver. Mo's brother, Aaron, speaks for him, and then Mo uses his stick to send the ten plagues upon Dodgeball City. After the last plague, in which every firstborn child of Dodgeball City is sent up the river... The mayor lets them go, but then changes his mind and follows them into Death Valley. God saves his people, and the mayor and his posse can't follow anymore. This episode is a favorite of my little brothers, and we watch it a lot at my house. Another favorite for my entire family, and I mean that we watch it on the little TVs in our car when we're driving for vacation, is Celery Night Fever. The spoof on Saturday Night Fever came out in August of 2014 and is one of the newest VeggieTales episodes. It also has, like, the best soundtrack. The story is all about friendship. Bruce Onion, played by Terry Crews, wants to tear down a park and build a parking lot. 
but Laura Carrot wants to save the park. She asks her grandpa to get his band, the Groovy Brothers, back together in order to save the park. But Laura's grandpa Lanny hurt his friends in the band when he left to go solo. Laura is also experiencing a broken friendship because she stopped being friends with her best friend because he constantly lets her down. Lanny gets the first two members of the band together to do a reunion concert, but can't get Dennis, his best friend, to come back. The other members back out if Dennis can't be there, and when Lanny goes on stage all by himself, all three friends, including Dennis, show up and forgive him for what happened. Laura also forgives her friend Junior. Bruce Onion still isn't happy. He was a maestro of the sousaphone 30 years before, and the band took his stage time, which is why he still has a vendetta. They let him play the sousaphone with the band, and everyone is happy. The story of friendship and sick beats is such a good VeggieTale episode. Now that you guys know about some of my favorite episodes, we need to talk about where VeggieTales came from. VeggieTales is considered to be a faith-based organization, or FBO for short, and is an example of where religion extends into the digital world. VeggieTales was created by Phil Vischer, a Bible school dropout. Phil has become the face of Big Idea, and this can be dangerous for FBOs. When a single person represents the company, their personal and religious beliefs become the beliefs of the company. VeggieTales emphasizes the peripetia, or sudden reversal in circumstances, as the core story of every believer. This idea is a very Protestant thought. A Christian recalls their conversion day as the day when they instantly were hit with God's mercy when they were on a sure path to condemnation before this moment. And each Christian's mission is to grow the organization. How did Phil Vischer grow his organization? He merged with Mike Naraki and created Big Idea Entertainment in 1993 to address a lack of wholesome family entertainment. As a company led by Christians with a Christian mission, Big Idea stood out in emphasizing God's involvement in their success, as Zachary Sheldon states in his article, The Limits of Faith-Based Organizations. However, when Phil attempted to expand the reach of his organization, most people would say, we like the show, but get rid of God and focus on life lessons instead. Big Idea claimed they wouldn't do that, but when they expanded to movies, they took away most of the references to God in Bible verses. Each episode ends with a verse of the day, but the story itself would not include verses or explicit mentions of God. The company went bankrupt in 2003 because of this choice. NBC acquired VeggieTales in 2006 and completely wiped God from the script. Most new episodes have returned to its religious roots, but the episodes are now either a spoof of another story or a life lesson. Mo and the Big Exit is a rare Bible story parody from the newer generation of VeggieTales. Although VeggieTales has gone through many twists and turns, it still remains a notable Christian media corporation. Even though episodes don't explicitly mention God and Bible stories as much anymore, Christian children will still see religious themes in each episode. I love this show. My 21-year-old college roommate loves it. My family loves it. Everyone loves it. I know that I will definitely show VeggieTales to my kids when I have them. Thank you for joining me to learn about VeggieTales and its impact on Christian kids. Be sure to subscribe to the Entertainment Inquisition. I will be premiering the next season of the show on September 1st, so be on the lookout for the new season this fall. Bye!